Yeah, that's you open the podcast with that noise. Oh, that was me. Uh, oh, that was you. I thought it was Brad. I just assumed it was Brad. Sorry, Brad. That's my... no, it's all right. I had a couple clunkers this episode. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Odeer Podcast. What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening. Uh, we have a great episode for you today. We have the very funny Gene Getman on. Yes. Um, the uh, the social villain. Uh, well, coming up. Apparently, that podcast is gone again, but that it's going to come back. The name of his podcast. Yeah. yeah. But Gene Getman's hilarious, guys. You can look him up on Twitter and all that. Well, not on Twitter. He deleted it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just Google Gene Getman. Just Google him. And whatever you find, you find. He's really funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, we have some stuff to plug, especially Christian uh, this weekend. Christian, go yes, take it away. This weekend is the weekend in Baltimore, Joe Squared, Friday and Saturday night. I am recording my album, title coming soon. I have the title. I just haven't revealed it. Uh, so get your tickets. Go to ChristianDuranComedy.com. I will be joined by the hilarious Nick Whitmer and friend of the show, Nick Callis. Uh, it's going to be an amazing show. I'm so ex- pumped for it. We sold a pretty good amount of tickets so far. So there's still some left, so I'd be happy for you to come out. I'm yeah. so, I have so much FOMO on this show Yeah, that it's just like, oh, man. I'm. Uh, what do you mean? No, it's just really, I wish I was there to oh, watch yeah, you record yeah, yeah. an album and- you know, try and bury you before you do. <laughs> no, no, but no, just, it would be really fun to watch you record. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I've got a little sentimental value just thinking about it because it's coming up this weekend and we're leaving. Uh, just because, like, Christian was my very first friend in comedy. Yeah. And when we were, when we first started hanging out, I was the worst comedian in New York City and he still was my friend. And it took me, like, two years to get decent enough to where I felt like I was allowed to be his friend. <laughs> and uh, Christian was always just really funny because he started in Orlando. So when I met him, he already had, like, 10 great minutes and another 10 minutes he was working on and Christian's like one of the guys who like I will tell strangers about his bits yeah. I'd be like oh my friend Christian has this really funny joke about this and I'll t-. like he's one of the people I quote the most when he's not around so I'm really looking forward to it and it's gonna be an honor to open for him and uh, please come out Baltimore yes. um, if you can uh, it'd be really dope uh, Brett what do you got coming up uh, this Thursday uh, Jordan yes. Rabel is yeah. my brother is also recording an album at Stand Up New York yes, yes. Uh, which I believe both of you are also on that yeah. show yeah, that's true. I am. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's two of be... our closest friends in comedy are recording albums within a day of each other. Yeah, um, that's pretty great. Very so, special weekend. Yeah, and then uh, Friday and Saturday, I'm in Philadelphia for not as special shows. Where's your special, <laughs> Brad? <laughs> it's like Jordan's gonna hate yeah, you. Ten minutes. Or something. <laughs> I'll be on Jordan's show on Thursday at State of New York. I'm be at Christian shows this weekend. I have some other random village dates, but um, whatever. Just follow me on Instagram. You can find all that stuff there at Nick underscore Whitmer. Um, I'll have some cooking show stuff coming out this fall. It's gonna be great. It's Hungry called Wit. Hungry Wit. Hungry Check Wit. it out. Oh, and um, go ahead. No, I wanted to mention the title for Christian's album is. Uh, oh, yeah. I just, I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. I actually know it. It's. Uh, I didn't know it. It's Christian Durant, barely gay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I told him it should be. I think that's such a funny title. I'm gay, but barely. I mean, come on. <laughs> barely. I think we gay. all are a little bit. Yeah, probably. Um, uh, you know how I knew I was a little bit gay? I, this is going to be When weird. you suck my dick. <laughs> you know, but seriously. My girlfriend looks a lot like her dad, and I'm <laughs> really attracted to my girlfriend. And then I was looking at him, and I was like, yeah, if you gave him brown, long hair. 
I feel like it'd be weirder if you met hit the dad first and then yeah. you started dating the daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, guys, uh, before the podcast starts, please give us five stars on iTunes. It doesn't sound like much, but literally, when you do that, more people can actually listen to the episode. The more reviews we get, uh, the, the higher we appear in the algorithm, and it really helps us getting visible visibility out there. Um, so check us out. Uh, uh, you can rank us on iTunes. I think you can do it on Google and on Spotify. But please do, guys. It'd be really uh, mean a lot to us. Uh, but other than that, uh, enjoy the episode. Deuces. It's catchy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Gene, what do you think of the song? It's good. It's good. That's yeah. it. All right, that's fine. Yeah. That's what fair. are your thoughts, right? What are your uh, thoughts on the co-hosts? Uh, who are the co-hosts? All of you? Yeah, we're the three co-hosts. What are your thoughts on the co-hosts? Uh, it's good. Gene, do you like us? <laughs> yeah. All right. Your services are no longer required. <laughs> I just brought you in to say you liked us. <laughs> we just needed a, another person to tell us that they like us. And are you mad at us? I feel weird. <laughs> like, you seem mad. <laughs> We're cool, right? Uh, that's good. <laughs> the, 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 the three most insecure podcast hosts ever. Was that funny? Was that? Did you, you like that? No, it's fine. Never mind. <laughs> but if it was, let me know. Was that mine or yours? Can I use that later? All right. <laughs> cool. What's up, guys? Welcome to Oh Dear. We're joined by uh, one, the hilarious... The Gene. fearless. Fearless, too. Gene Getman. Yes. Oh, yes. thanks. Yeah, you are fearless. How come? Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Well, one of my favorite people, seriously, of all time. Yeah. Great. A Lincoln. You're fearless just because, like, the way your your level of not give a fuck makes you have jokes on and off stage that people don't do and that's why i just enjoy oh, it so like, much you meant racist yeah 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 i yeah i really meant the free wielding of the uh, n-word you know in, in this day of you know extreme political correctness and uh and extreme left-wing uh call-out culture it is fearless to be racist. It kind of is. <laughs> I was. Weird. It's like the You're same thing, basically. I'm yeah. pretty brave. I'm we, like Caitlyn Jenner, <laughs> but the N-word version of it. <laughs> like Caitlyn Jenner, but instead of if he turned into a woman, he just wore blackface. <laughs> it is true. Like counterculture right now is Donald Trump. Like he's the hippies yeah. of the '60s and '70s. Today, yeah. the version of of that is Donald Trump. Well, that's his fans or his followers are the ones who get to go yeah fuck the system yeah fuck right, all yeah. Of you so the, yeah you are right they are they're the you know instead of flower power it's make america great again <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but that's it man that's like the fucking radical fucking dark web you know, they're on yeah. fucking 4chan they're listening to QAnon and like at the fucking pizza gate their shit's getting shut down you oh know, yeah like, dude uh, the cool society the, is like going like get out of here tisk 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 but you yeah. know what it is i don't think flower power ever had someone in office who connected with them as much as trump connects with his base yeah like you know i'm i don't know history like that well but jfk like, do you think the flower children were like that into kennedy i mean yeah, that, they probably uh, did but it's not I, more so when he died probably i just think trump fans are having a good time 
That's the fun thing about Kennedy. Kennedy was such like a fucking blue-blooded Nantucket. Yeah. And like, why did the hippies like him? Like, he was literally like the fucking skull and bones. Yeah. Harvard, Yale, all those things that everybody hates. Today. Well, that's the same thing with Obama, too, because yeah. everybody was like, yeah, Obama. But he was the guy that gave us the Patriot Act. No, that or, or was that, that was Bush? Bush. That was Bush. But, uh, the, he, the other one, the National it. Defense he Authorization Act. Yeah. Was Obama. And the droning. And I know, is that his speeches? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to leave. <laughs> Crash. <laughs> it's our first joke for me, and it's not good. Uh, but the drone ing. Yeah. What? And then his drones, and what else? What about him? You were the, I was trying to let you continue your point after the worst joke <laughs> oh. today. So well, far. What was the joke? Droning on. You know, like when someone talks too much, you're like oh, droning damn, on. damn, Brett. Come on. <laughs> it was so bad, Gene didn't even know a joke in the car. Oh, really? Oh, that bums me out, He Gene. thought you were using actual droning for actual drones. Dr- <laughs> yeah. Gene was like, yeah, yeah, let's hear the point. <laughs> Maybe but that's how good of a joke it was, that it was even... I think yeah. so. I, this is how I know you guys are my good friends, is I feel safe going for the worst joke of all time. Yeah. And well, I know that you'll still like me. That's what I do to my girlfriend. Yeah, I make the the most terrible puns to my girlfriend because yeah. I'm comfortable around. Yeah, I have the same yeah. emotional feeling for Wade and Christian. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that you have a codependent relationship that's much like a <laughs> a, a pseudo romantic um, interaction. Is that, uh, I'm hard right now. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's kind of weird that I'm about your dick level <laughs> sitting down. I love that Gene is like on stage, like really, really very funny and like very smart and like brave and like really incendiary sometimes but then at home he's just like making fucking stupid puns <laughs> i just do black voice all day. <laughs> i go girl get your ass up off that bit <laughs> get your feet off that bit. i love that voice man yeah. i'm not even that good at it because i only have that phrase i can't keep it up but get your get your ass up out out this couch. Sometimes I feel like black guys don't talk like that. It's just more fun to talk like that. Like if you talk to a guy who talks like that, he'd be like, "Yeah, what's up, man? How you doing?" But well, it's I, just more fun. Yeah. See, I can't do so. I don't have like the muscle memory to keep doing an impression. So I can start like if you tell me to start doing like a Jamaican accent, I'll start with like, "Hey, man!" And then after six words, I'm doing something that's not yeah. recognizable as any impression or accent. <laughs> All right, well, like I don't, this. I can't do it. Like I don't know how to keep it going. I, I like I've accidentally before not trying to trying to do impressions of other things sound exactly like at one time Peter Griffin I nailed the Peter Griffin I was there I, for that yeah, and, and I this na- is how little wit does impressions <laughs> dude you're, you're doing it right now and I, and I, dude you're <laughs> I, I, doing it as I, that's so good and I nailed uh, Al Pacino one time and I was like I don't know how I did any of those I can't do it again I just that, that's how little how and not that I'm an impressionist but that's how little you do do impressions even conversationally is that it's a mark in our friendship yeah. like, oh yeah. shit I remember when you did that Peter Griffin, and it was fucking unreal. Yeah, it was great because I wasn't trying to do Peter Griffin. It just I, came out by that accident. That is how it is, though. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. Is whenever someone, it's just the classic. Anytime someone's like, "Do it now yeah. that they're lasering in on you," yeah, it suddenly yeah, goes you away. Come self conscious. Yeah, but I've tried in private, and I can't do it. It's yeah. not the pressure. I just don't have it. I don't have the skill. Um, when did you try it in private? Just just in, in general. general. Like, you know, you try to do impressions in private, right? You That's guys true. do that too, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I always uh, try to do Peter Griffin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like to think uh, Gene is by himself doing the black voice. <laughs> well, it's that, not even to make someone laugh. He's just like, shit, I need some breath. That's just the way my voice sounds in my head. Whenever, you know, you think about stuff, I'm yeah, like, you're narrating. Man, if, if I go that, if I, man, what, I got, what time I got to be to work? Man, I got <laughs> to get up at 8 fucking a.m. Damn. Shit, I got to do crazy. 
crazy. Podcast with three honkies, fucking <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, but when they get here, I'm like, oh, hi, Nick Whitmer. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Pleasant. Man, how are you? How was this, your evening, sir? This is white boy crazy. <laughs> That's hilarious. He's trying to do Peter Griffin. <laughs> it's weird that if you do too much black guy voice, you just go southern. Because that, yeah. that black guy accent is really like a southern accent. Mm-hmm. It's based you in go, it, yeah. Yeah, you're like, Man, girl, get your goddamn ass over here. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they almost have so much in common. Yeah, I know. Two people. I, don't know I don't think it is. I think you just switched accents. <laughs> and it was- no, that was, you did that. <laughs> Uh, Gene, you are very. I, I've called you a comedy arsonist before, and it's one of the things. Uh, it's true because and it was the first thing we said about you. I think a lot of comedians put on the costume of "I don't give a fuck." I've told Christian this point. Yeah. Where and I think I'll even broadcast "I don't give a fuck," but I really do. I really do. A, a little. A I do a little at the very least. Not as much as some people, but I've never met a comedian more who doesn't give a fuck than you. Well, but that's because I really don't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Does it stem? Because I'm, I'm never going to succeed because of that. I'm, I really don't care Let because I'm not this. trying. Because I think this is something that's true of Frank Terranova. Um, is that he's he's very much like I don't give a fuck too, but I think he cares more than anybody. And it's like a secret. It's almost like a defense mechanism to where, like, if he doesn't make it, he he can say, "Oh, well, the reason why I didn't make oh, it is because everybody." Do you think you have that? Is that part of it? Maybe in some like deep psychological way, but on the surface level, like, w- it, of course, I would love to be a successful working comedian because then you don't have to have a job, right? Your job yeah. is just to dick around and say the n word, you know. And, <laughs> but and, I have a suspicion that if like CBS called you tomorrow to be the leading man in a sitcom, you'd be like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> like, I don't see you only because I don't think I can do a job like that. Yeah, I no. can't. I can't pretend to be like, "Oh, hey, honey, I'm <laughs> so just we do gotta, the black voice. We gotta <laughs> fuck the kids again." Or... <laughs> That'll be the premise of the show. It's a white guy who does it's the good, black it's voice. Called it's a sitcom called Honey Shit I'm Home <laughs> Shit bitch I'm home <laughs> get, girl, get, your, get your ass up uh, I, on this couch I don't think you're right I think if in this hypothetical if CBS did call you and said well no you you're right you're right you I, say I, yes I, yeah I would say yes because of course they're going to pay me well yeah. and I'm going to be horrible at it and then they'll yeah. fire me but then they get to keep all the money but, yeah that's true I, but then yeah but the goal is to try and impose your ness on whatever yeah. project you're on which is why stand-up's great is because you have maximum creative control. It's like fun. It, I mean, like, like really, in a major sense, I've quit. Like, I don't do stand. I quit stand-up. I'm not really? a comic. I mean, I still get up. Yeah. On a fairly regular basis. <laughs> but I've what quit. What do you mean then? Like psycholo- I'm I'm oh. done psychologically. I don't fucking try at all. I do try new jokes, but I don't sit there and craft them or write them. I don't do anything. I just go up and it's it is fun. I do. I can't lie to myself and say that I don't enjoy it. So you don't think about it, it unless you're on stage. Almost never. We yeah. have very different approaches. I think you try and I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know. But yeah, I think the approach not, is called effort. <laughs> and no. also, like, the, of course, that probably doesn't make me nearly as as good as I could be, even if I tried a little bit. And I see other people getting really good and proficient. I'm I'm kind of like still at a certain level because you can't really be proficient at something unless you practice it. You know, something like stand up is not something that comes naturally to me or. No, to anyone, but to me, even more. But I mean, that's why I don't. I just don't care. Uh, It's kind of like a uh, like a meal. 
you know, you're not going to, you eat the meal and you're like, oh man, okay, that was good for the moment. But you're not going to be like, damn, I, I want to keep eating that meal tomorrow too, like the same one. I don't know if that's a good analogy. I don't know if it is either. Yeah. Uh, I'm not trying well, to no. shit on it. I had the no, least I get what you mean, constructive though. point of the podcast, so I'm not going <laughs> to shit on it. <laughs> I no, can't. I get what you mean, though. It's like, to you, it's like... You, it's not worth focusing on or putting that much effort into. It's fun to do, but it's not. It's it's kind of like it's like uh, skydiving. It's not like uh, a career in mind for you. Yeah, uh, you're you're right. It's like somewhere between a hobby and uh, uh, immediate gratification kind yeah. of activity. But also the reason why I've decided not to really pursue a career or a, 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 the opportunity for a career. I, I just don't feel like I'm the type of person who could succeed in stand-up, not in the sense that I can't write jokes that people would laugh at or that I can't you know, perform to some the baseline degree of proficiency, but that's not what it takes to have a career. You have to be a good networker. You have to make friends. I'm not good at that. Uh, you have to do you think have there, people like you and take you on the real. Yeah, it's like that kind of thing. Do you not yeah. think there's a market for your comedy? I don't even think that. I'm sure that if I were to be, if people were to be exposed to my stand-up, yeah. they'd, some of them would probably enjoy it to some degree. Yeah. I think you would be, and I heard Louis C.K. say this, but I think you would be an, like a lot of people's favorite comedian. I think there would be, I think yeah. you would have enough people, enough people would say you were their favorite comedian to make a career out of it, in my honest opinion. Yeah. Well, I, thank you. I, I mean, I appreciate it. And I get what you mean, though, because... Do being a comedian is not just about being good at being a good at stand up, but there's so much more that goes into it. Where, like, you're basically like a small business owner, and exactly, like, you invented a product, and, and now I, you I have hate to, all of that. Yeah, you have to like put advertising dollars behind it, and you have to network, and you have to go right. to expos and put your product in front of people, and then go over here and do, and all of that shit's not fun. What's fun is the actual like inventing of the product or whatever. Yeah, and, and I guess call call me lazy or call yeah. me what I I hate that part, I'm, and it's not even like that i hate it and i won't do it i don't want to do it yeah. it's like but if that's the the activity so that i have to keep I, doing I, but we're very similar you can go you can go ahead if you want no go ahead okay so we're very similar i'm this exact same way i hate doing that other stuff uh i, I don't look at it as i quit stand-up i look at it as like stuff like this podcast and i have like a cooking show coming out on youtube like i'm going to try to backdoor into building a fan base that way rather that's the right way to do it probably yeah because i'm never gonna i'm never gonna i know that i'm never gonna be able to network my way into show business it's never gonna happen i i I don't have the skill set i don't have the interest and it's not enjoyable in any way at all but that doesn't mean it's not possible like you know obviously keep doing it because once you do establish some sort of fan base then you can do whatever the hell you want yeah i mean i think that's the only way to make it these days the idea that you're going to be picked up by some sort of industry or network that happens to three 25 22 year olds a year yeah. at most yeah. for but for most people the people with really good viable careers it's because they have their own fan base if you can fill seats yeah and people will come out to see you yeah. and, and yeah. consume your the stuff that you're putting out yeah you have a career it's all that matters yep yeah no one you're can gonna take yeah. that away from you but would you argue what about the argument that because everything you've said and Whitmer added on to, I do agree with. And I feel similarly. Maybe not as if it's like a spectrum, so to speak, of hate, hating and um, aversion to some of that. I might be more willing to do some of the bullshit than you, admittedly. Yeah. But don't you – what about the argument that that's proof that you love it so much that you're willing to go through the 
muck of the bullshit. Yeah, I wish. We all wish. It's The dream is to just wake up and uh, have a fucking headline a weekend, have five shows that weekend, and not even have to promote them in any way. I, I get what you're saying, but I also <laughs> think that in my the way I've justified that in my head is I'm yeah. going to try to use my skill sets to try to make this work rather than trying to force myself to do something I'm admittedly not good at. I know that I'm not good at uh, because one, it makes me really unhappy. And two, I don't think I'm going to be effective at it whatsoever. Like I just, like I just can't do it. Like I try, I've I've gone to clubs and I, every time I, I just, I just, it's not really in me to be the person who hangs out and even asks people things. Like I, my biggest fear in life is, is burdening people. And if I feel like I'm asking somebody a question that makes them go, ah, Jeez, man, I don't. I get, right, because yeah, because I, I get un, yeah, I get uncomfortable. I hate it. I've been on the receiving end of those questions. Yeah, well, yeah. I used to run yeah. that show at the pair for like four years. I used yeah. to run Wednesdays there, and people, you know, people come up to you and they're like, "Hey, Gene," and I'm like, oh, "I fucking know what you're about yeah. to do." Yeah, <laughs> I, I see. Or just ask the fucking question. Just ask me. Could, do could I have a spot? And the answer is no. So <laughs> yeah, you said no to me. I, I don't want to put anybody <laughs> in that position. Yeah. yeah I, yeah, to me it's like like uh, here's a perfect example is like I I worked at a restaurant uh, when I first moved to New York and Louis C.K. kept his boat behind the restaurant I worked at on a pier and I saw Louis C.K. probably a dozen times and I never one time ever went up to him and said a word to him because I was deathly afraid to bother him. But and I thought the- that if I bothered him, it would make me feel so poorly. If I walked up to him, I'm like, hey, Louis, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I, he would literally just be like, ugh, and then I, would, I would hate myself so much. But it's interesting for you because you're not even just a guy who recognizes a famous person. Louis was, or you know, whatever is, someone that you deeply admire and yeah, look up yeah, to. Absolutely, how he does definitely one of my up. biggest influences. So yeah. it's not even for like masturbating for masturbating in front of people. His comedy, eh, not really a fan of his comedy. Yeah, became a huge fan of him last year or so. <laughs> yeah, I was never a fan. But um, but yeah, there's you know, it's like a policy of. There's got to be some equation of fame to actual appreciation of their work. Yeah. Uh, equals how okay it is to bother. I think in that case, probably would have been okay, especially yeah. since you were even a comedian. Too. Yeah, listen, yeah. I, I, you can justify it. Like, I think it would be okay or not okay, but I just the way that makes me feel is not. No, it's I not know. happening. I know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I know that exact feeling. Yeah. 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 If you feel like they get bothered a lot, then if I thought that somebody would get bothered a lot, I would go. I probably not going to be the thousandth guy to ask him. For yeah, a picture or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is true. Like, say, I also have no you... desire to have a picture. Like, what am yeah. I going to do that? I, I don't know. I just, I don't. Who cares? See, here's where I thought. I thought that. I've thought that before. Like, who fucking needs a picture? But I was an intern on Conan O'Brien's show. Conan is one of the people I look up to most in comedy. Was and still is. And I'm waiting I, for a sex scandal to really like him, but yeah, he's, he's pretty good. <laughs> Conan has been fingering interns. <laughs> yes, my favorite. I knew um, it. But uh, I interned for him, and on my last day, I go, no, I don't need a photo. I don't want to inconvenience him. And now to this day, I go, I wish I had a photo yeah. with him. <laughs> I wish I had. We had a few interactions, and I think I've told a story or two. It's maybe yeah. it's like two or yeah. three. They're not like yeah. story stories. But yeah, I'm like, I wish I had a photo. That, but that might be different. Yeah. It was an actual experience of a few yeah. months rather than like, oh shit, I saw John Travolta on the street. Let me take a photo with him. And they're both smiling. Like it sucks that famous people have to look like they're having a good time and are your friend. Yeah, yeah. they oh, they do have to smile on every 
photo that they're stopped for on the street. Yeah. They shouldn't have to do that. Otherwise, they look like that. It looks exactly like what it is. <laughs> like you're asking for a picture. <laughs> yeah, they, they should. They're like, Ugh. they should. That, but that should be the face that they get to do because yeah. they're not feeling joy by taking a photo, unless they're like a new celebrity and this is new to them. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's, it's like a, it's fun. like it's like I spotted you in the wild, so now you have to take a picture with me. It just seems like a. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't seem right. Well, but it's you know, for some wrong. people, when they get to that level of fame, they love it. They're yeah. like, yeah. They would pro- some people would probably say, hey. Oh, you didn't even ask me to take a picture, dude. You actually would have made my day, had you. Yeah. And you never know how people are going to be. Yeah, I will never ask anybody. <laughs> dude, I'll take a picture with you. I will. Me <laughs> too. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. You kind of look like Louis, so maybe yeah. <laughs> you get you the haircut. Put on my and black shirt. So- yeah. Pull my pants down. <laughs> One thing I know about Gene is like, uh, what's Louis and Peter Griffin doing in the same photo? <laughs> <laughs> One thing I know about Gene is you are. More so than me, a person who does not like uh, like bullshit social interaction. Yeah. For example, I remember one time your girlfriend Melissa was at the pe- uh, the lantern and we were hanging out, and then she's like, "I gotta go," and I was like, "Oh, where are you going?" And she goes, "Gene's picking me up," and I go, oh, "Is he outside?" And he, she goes, "No, he parked uh, like two or three blocks away." <laughs> Gene parked like th- three blocks away to ensure that no one could see him and be like, "I do that all the time." Oh, Gene, it's you. But then I told Melissa, I was like, "Hey, I kind of now want to come with you <laughs> and just be really, really." friendly to yeah Gene. super chatty all of a yeah, yeah what's <laughs> up man how are things yeah sometimes i park in front of greenwich greenwich village comedy club and to pick melissa up and i just stay in the car yeah, yeah. <laughs> just wait i say hi to no one i like picturing gene putting on a literal mask <laughs> like an actual <laughs> yeah. bill clinton mask or whatever <laughs> i get that though what what is the what is the thing you just don't want to like you just don't want to take the energy right or just like exert the energy of like I think saying hi to people. Probably autism. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have autism. No, I think I think it makes sense. If you're not going into a place and going to actually hang and have somewhat interesting conversations, there is no point in walking in and then going, Hey, how you doing, man? Do you have a good night? All right, I actually gotta go. Oh, I guess I have to I have to like the people. Yeah. yeah. Right? So if it's somebody that I don't or, or even I have to, in particular, want to talk to a person. If well, it's like somebody that I don't eh. It makes sense for just like yeah. picking someone up and you're not going to hang out. You're not going to have an interesting conversation in a minute and a half with anyone. Right. Even someone you love and idolize like me. So why even go in in the first place? Yeah. yeah. I have a hard time saying hi. I should have parked me. outside this podcast. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I, I phone waiting. in? <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. a hard time saying like hello or like. Um, trying to figure out who to say hello to like if I kind of know somebody it really like is a fucking math equation in my head before I see them I'm like I, I, I know this person I've seen them around I don't know if they know me I don't know if they remember me because I've had too many interactions in comedy where I've like gone up to somebody like hey Jimmy whatever your name is uh, how's it going I'm sorry who are you and then I go alright well I'm not saying hi to anybody ever again <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no, if I feel like this is uh, this is kind of like the evolutionary chart of like social awkwardness or Gene is the big, he's the oh, first yeah. one and then it goes to Christian <laughs> and then it goes to me and then it goes to Brett <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but that's like being the most socially evolved amongst only apes. <laughs> well, you're only like you're like halfway. Like, yeah, of course. You're, you're only like halfway up. You're still bent over. Yeah, don't don't act like I'm some hominid who's perfectly bipedal. Oh, yeah, you're not. Trust me. No, I'm, I'm not at all. And being the best among you in terms of social. Yeah. Uh, you haven't social climbed your way into spots around the I, city. I so. want to make a list. You know, every year there's like top varieties, top ten comics to watch. Yeah. I kind of want to make a list that's like. Uh, top ten networkers oh, to watch. God, <laughs> just to, god, and like so make it good. make it anonymously, just so there's like not there's like ten people, but just those ten people that you know of that are like so grubby and so yeah. not loving comedy, and they're so talented. It'll be top. Sh- oh, sorry. No, no, that's it. <laughs> I was just gonna say it'll be top ten networkers networkers to watch out for. <laughs> Send me that list. I will put it up. Yeah, I yeah. know you would, man. Yeah. Gene is a bad motherfucker, and we. Hell yeah, I don't dude. know if you want to talk about any I'm of so your. So cool. Are you open? You, I mean, yeah, you said you don't give a fuck. So yeah, I don't even care, man. So one of the funniest uh, recent Gene. Gene, do you smoke cigarettes? Put <laughs> <laughs> a leather jacket. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, because cool people quit. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah, Truth. I want to just turn my hat around. But I hope there's a world where Gene's success in showbiz is as a middle school school like convention anti-drug guy wow i don't know it'd just be a funny contrast yeah so but i want to uh share the saga of you and we don't have to name his name because whatever but another comedian who runs a comedy club in new york city who you, you talk about kenny yeah yeah kenny oh, moore dear. oh okay yeah Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. You can't be like, this guy doesn't give a fuck. We don't have to name names. He's like, I'll, I'll name a name. I'll name all the names. Well, I see, but this is the evidence of me trying to be, uh, a, I don't know, a pansy or whatever you want to say. Diplomatic? <laughs> Diplomatic, yeah. Diplomatic, yeah. That's the right word. Yeah, yeah definitely. He who shall shall be not be named. <laughs> he shall not who be named. But what it, what it is is... Um, so his name's Kenny, and Kenny runs a club in New York. He's a comedian, and I would say... He's trans. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not... Oh, God. This is so funny, because oh this is the All first right. time I've been like, I Listen, think someone actually could get in trouble on this, this one. This is really <laughs> funny, because... Okay, so what happened was the... I'll start it off. Thank because, you, Wit. So this is... I think you called him gay at one point, and the way he got offended at that only meant only showed and illustrated how much how much disgust and contempt he has for gay people hold on hold on like the idea of him being gay was so crazy and then all he had to do to squash it like you call him gay all he had to do is go lol and it would be over with but he gave you this thing but he gave you this beautiful nugget that you go oh my god he is so hurt by me just saying Hey, Kenny's gay. That you could you could ruin his life. At but that point. initially, I never even overtly said like Kenny, you are gay. Because that's not funny <laughs> to just go, you're gay. You're taking away the like technique of the bit by just boiling it down to. So how so did Gene you, call the guy gay? He's well, so he, cool. In a roundabout <laughs> way, he did. But how did you do it? Uh, well, I posted this. Well, I didn't even mean for it to be like inflammatory or anything 
That's I, the biggest lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just tagged him in this photo because he's a barber yeah. of sorts. And oh, I remember this. Uh, and yeah. I posted this photo. I just found this picture online of two black guys making out. I think it's the Wayans In the brothers. barber shop. I, th- I think it might be from a Wayans Brothers movie. Oh, uh, from like from one of the I episodes. I thought it was a gay porno. <laughs> like I no, didn't... well, it, it got there. Uh, um, <laughs> like the barbershop series. Yeah, it's from the yeah. barbershop series. I think there's an image of uh, two of the Wayans Brothers like... Kiss kissing, like making out. Yeah, because it's funny in like black movies to dress up like a girl, right? That's like a whole thing, Medea. Yeah. So they they love dressing up like girls. They love making out and stuff like that. It's yeah. kind of like a like a black thing, you know. So <laughs> can't even be so mad at you right now. So I tagged him in this in this photo like this picture i found of two black guys making out and i just wrote when kenny warren gives you a haircut oh yeah and he got really upset about it for yeah. some reason why i didn't really mean anything i was like you know like it's funny like medea right you like medea <laughs> Go, medea goes to the barber shop oh makes God. out with a guy here's it's, my, it's like a thing here's my question so were you guys like friendly at this point or was this like yeah. no i mean to be fair we but we weren't on particularly bad terms yeah. we were just on acquaintances. like acquaintance terms yeah. but we had some arguments at the stupid grizzly pair yeah. over shows but that's nothing yeah that's just bullshit so i imagine if i tagged you in a yeah. picture when uh, christian duran gives you a haircut and there's just two guys making out are you are you gonna flip your I mean, what, no, would, that's what like, i mean that, so all he had to do at the beginning is just be like ha 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 lol right and then it's over with and even <laughs> if afterwards you come up you go, yo yo man don't Yo, you don't say that shit, man. My, that's what he said to me. He's like, yo, my family on here. <laughs> like, he was afraid that his family, like, somehow he's did, associated. What did you say? Do they not know you're gay? <laughs> <laughs> he said, God. my family is on here to you? Yeah. Like, that. but that's, you are right. That's where it's so clear he's homophobic that being called gay is, like, the biggest affront to someone's personhood. Well, yeah. actually, since I've done that, a lot of gay comedians have come up to me with stories about Kenny and one of yeah. whom who I we I actually won't name him uh, because so he came up to me and he goes hey man um, I had this weird yeah Kenny is really homophobic he actually one time because I'm gay and I did some gay jokes about being gay on stage and Kenny came up to me after and went yo man yo look man yo you shouldn't say that shit on stage man like you shouldn't fucking say that you you're gay. Like, what are you, are you in the 1960s? Where the, where the fuck do you think you are? You're in the village in New York City. Who's gonna be like like you're coming out on stage? I'm like, man, he gay. Get him. I would love get that boy. I will. It's yeah. Fucking McDougal Street, right? In the village. There's an ice cream store called Big Gay Ice Cream, four yeah. blocks away, yeah. and it is doing really well. There's a street and, called Gay Street, three blocks away. <laughs> Oh man! It's, but which, uh, by the way, my parents are in New York, and uh, we were around the village after dinner, and uh, my, we were like, "Oh, let's get some ice cream." So I, you know, Siri, ice cream nearby, and the first one, closest one that came up, was Big Gay Ice Cream. Your dad kiboshed it, and I showed it to my dad, and he was like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. I think my dad was worried I was fucking with him, and I was going to take him to like a gay bar. Yeah. Like he was that's like, kinda, yeah, that's kind of true. I guess big gay ice cream he, could easily be a club. Yeah. He's like, he was like, uh, I don't know. He wasn't like said anything wrong, but he's like, uh, is, there, is there another one? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's a chain. We can go to a lot of big gay ice creams, Dad. I just scroll. It's only big gay ice cream. 
Uh, that's really funny. But yes, I've actually have had, uh, I think, the same conversation with the, probably the same comedian. And Uh-oh. he's been like, he's bit, he's told me, he goes, it's tough for me because I know Kenny is actually genuinely, this is his words, homophobic. But I also like stage time. Right. So it's yeah. kind of a consequence of like, this is how people with a little bit of power get away with behavior that's objectively, you know, not okay. I mean. Yeah. It's it's genuinely is fucked up to tell someone you shouldn't talk about being gay on stage. Of and, all places. And if someone with no power said that, it's likely they would have been put on blast of sorts. But because they have a little bit of something that you... This comedian justifiably wants. This comedian's most important thing is probably trying to get better and develop material. And how can you do that is to protect a relationship with this guy. But this is a microcosm of how, like microcosm small example of how uh successful powerful or rich people get away with awful shit yeah it's obviously not jeffrey epstein level but yeah yeah, but but i think young comedians are just as like uh desperate as young porn stars honestly (laughs) like the way that i mean just think about not more i mean the porn star you're making money yeah probably bringer bringer shows i mean you're having fun yeah Bringer shows, open mics. Like, remember how many open mics have we all done when you started out, where you paid five dollars to perform, and you just somehow went to, had to go last in front of two people? It's like, how come I had to pay the same money as the guy who went fourth? That's like, true, you know yeah. what I mean? It's such it's so predatory, and it's the person's like, ah, fuck you, I'm taking the money and leaving. And it is, and yeah. then that person's a comedian because he can't make a living doing it, so the only way is to get it from comedians, and it's like all this shit. And then like, yeah, club owners, club runners, bookers, and uh, any of those people, pieces of shit, you just don't, you can't say anything. Com- Comedians are powerless, and it's because there's only hundreds of people in the line. You won't do it for this little? Okay. Yeah. Next? We don't give a fuck. Or that person is just like, I'll do it because I'm going to make it. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I mean, we're all... I don't care. Yeah, similar in that regard. Yeah, like we had a comic... uh, I don't... I don't believe we talked about it, so I, I'm not going to name names again. But a comic, do you remember the the message he showed us? Basically, they asked him to do a late spot at a oh, club, yeah, and yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like, um, "It's kind of late, and you know, could you throw me like twenty bucks?" And the the answer that he got back from this booker was like, "How dare you, you know, ask us for money? Like you'll never be booked again." And it's like, God for fucking bid, you ask to be paid for like you're the show, you're the comic, yeah. you know there what I mean? Is, How do you fucking justify? There, yeah, there is no nothing without the comedians. That yeah. is. Basically Base level, it's like NFL players. There's no football league without the players. There's but here's no- and the thing, I though. I don't like. I don't blame a club, for some clubs, for taking more of the cut only because they're the ones getting people in the door. Sure. Like if you have a street team on the street and they're the only reason why people are coming to the club, it's not right. coming there for me, Nick Whitmer. They're coming there, and then I, yeah, I shouldn't be. We shouldn't split this 50-50, But you should still have to pay me because without me, there's no fucking show. Yeah, but you're also kind of ignoring the economics of the situation the supply and demand because objectively yeah the comics are the show there's no show without the comics but the problem is that without the comics there's still more comics and without them there's even more comics so that's why i've really kind of given up on any career aspirations in that particular field because you're you're entering into an industry that's completely upside down in terms of supply and demand you're coming in on the wrong side you're you're selling when you should be buying so it's just it's not a yeah, a, but selling's fun. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, this is the more fun part. No one dreams of being a comedy booker, really. Exactly. So if you can't be the seller and you don't, if you can't make it to the seller, uh, the comedy seller. Yeah, it's, also, <laughs> it's also an outdated business model. A lot of these comedy clubs and the comedy seller, part of the reason why all those clubs are successful, by the way, they have like four of them, is because I think every single one they own is another business running above stairs that makes money. Yeah. So like, if you're like, I don't know how Greenwich makes it or how New York comedy comedy club makes it like or, or eastville any of these places that is just fucking dark all day it's just dark all day and then you yeah. have a 7 to 9 30 time slot to make money and then a 9 and then a 10 to 11 30 and that's probably it and it's then on the it. weekends yeah. maybe you can add a late show but and the gotta, rent's like ten thousand dollars yeah course. so yeah. you gotta pay 10, real estate yeah you gotta pay like 10 11 grand in 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 rent a, a month and you can only make shows three time slots maybe four time slots a day yeah and it's like Jesus Christ. And then you got to think Sunday through Thursday, if you're not a hot club, is going to be slow as fuck. So really, you're only going to make money on Friday and Saturday. It's well, just in, like, in a lot of cases, just as you said, that a lot of these successful clubs supplement their income with a legitimate business, like a yeah. restaurant or something. A lot of these clubs that have nothing going on, a lot of times are actually fronts for the owner's you know, uh, gray business endeavors. Oh, yeah. So they funnel cash into it with yeah. some, you know, it's, it's some like basically low level money laundering operation. Yeah. I can so, see it. It's like the police is like, they're like, oh, do we have to go to the club? To <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to go to a comedy club. They're just like, God damn, I got to watch people who think they're funny. Yeah. We got the same guy on there for fucking 20 years. Yeah. yeah we've been, place. we've been blowing up this spot for years and this guy's still doing the same act. <laughs> they're mad about some comedian not writing new jokes. Speaking of uh, comedian on comedian shit, do you guys want to talk about the Dina Hashem controversy? Sure, I'd love to. For those that don't know, uh, Dina Hashem is a comedian in New York. Uh, she did This Week on the Comedy Teller yeah, on Comedy TV Central. Show. Yeah. Really funny comic. Yeah, and she did a joke about XXX Tentacion. Which um, I'm glad you said that out loud because I wouldn't have been able to do it. He's a rapper, I dude. The only reason I know <laughs> how to pronounce that name is from all the fucking stories. Yeah, uh, dead rapper got killed. Um, whatever. She did a joke about him, and it got a lot of controversy. Well, yeah. this so to add some context is uh, XXX. It's worth mentioning he is a dead rapper. He also was, I believe found guilty of beating his pregnant girlfriend yeah he, so he to start he's not a like it's not, not like he's the chance guy. the rapper yeah, yeah, who's yeah. like giving all his money to chicago public schools. yeah but yeah. at the same time he is a dude that died just another fair he's just a dead guy and her joke also worth context was kind of more of a venmo joke i yeah, think her really joke was. and i'm gonna butcher it but just so people know was about how he was paid in, in like forty thousand dollars in cash 50 50, 50 and it's in his backpack. He went to go buy a car for, with 50 grand on him. And yeah. then the robbers came and killed him for the 50 grand. Yeah. And her joke was like, sounds like a great commercial for Venmo. Venmo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a funny joke. It's, it's not even a joke about him dying. No. It's yeah, kind of a joke a, about, about like, this. Yeah. It's about Venmo. It's, it's a good yeah. joke. Yeah. yeah. It's well executed. Yeah. yeah. The joke is, I took the wrong message from this dude's death yeah yeah and uh and then all of a sudden the internet blew up and uh started attacking her and started attacking comedy central and then comedy central but uh, did it like, blow up did it blow up from uh this comic who got mad about it yeah okay so Is this guy the start yeah this guy who i believe works for comedy central james davis james davis uh, was like one of the first people to start tweet, or maybe he saw Wait, the tweets. And James then, Davis is he like a gay guy? 
Is he gay? Because I know what I James don't Davis. Think so. I don't know. He's a he's who's, a black guy who's, who's show, like um he's a host of a show. Hood adjacent. Hood adjacent. Was Hood adjacent. Yeah. I think I may know who you're talking. I think I know that guy. Yeah, if I don't it's know. the same James Davis. Yeah, I don't know if he's gay or not. I, I'm not really familiar with him whatsoever. I thought he's an LA guy. LA. I, I kind of assumed that because when there's so, a guy yeah, like that, is. I just kind of assumed I, he's not from New York, as I would have probably ran into him at some point. But um, yeah, so he like he's one of the people who kind of like co-signed a lot of the the angry mob on Twitter, and then then it became comedian on comedian crime, and then it was like but, Comedy Central pulled the clip, and, right? And then well, the worst of it is, it's not even just people were tweeting mean things at. Dina, or, or even threats. just, or even just death threats. She actually got doxed, which I didn't know what that was until this. Doxed is when someone posts who's mad at you, posts your address in like public forums. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and even her family members' addresses in public yeah. forums, presumably to go hurt them or fucking worse. Yeah, yeah. So that's like beyond just you suck or Yeah, it's it's evil. It's actually yeah. evil to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's legitimately evil and if anybody did that, they're evil. But the well, irony- do those tweets get taken down? Probably not. But yeah, the irony is the like, irony of this whole thing is Dina Hashem had to apologize when she did nothing wrong, and people are literally coming to her fucking house probably and sending her death threats, and those people are off scot free because no one gives a shit about them. It's a comedian; they're the big problem in the country. It's right. fucking just a joke. It's right. a complete fucking but joke. I, but I think like anyone, I just think this rapper in particular has the worst fans because I think um, yeah. I, well, I think who would have guessed that some guy whose name is Numbers and stuff <laughs> and beat up his pregnant girlfriend wouldn't have fans who are yeah, who are Dude, totally pieces was like, of shit someone was like he was about to start a music revolution when he died I'm like who gives a fuck even if that's true who gives a fuck yeah. What does that have to do with a joke? What? It, tell me one thing that has to do with a joke. Dude, it'd be pretty irony. cool if Kurt Cobain beat up Courtney Love while she was pregnant <laughs> before he killed himself. Dude, like, damn, he's about to start a revolution. <laughs> but the, right. the uh, completely ironic thing is they're mad because she made a joke uh, involving a dead person, and they're solving that by telling her, we're going to kill you. Yeah. So you're like, I thought, isn't that what you're kind of mad about? And so the way you f- counteract her what you believe is an offensive joke is to go, we're going to fucking kill you and post your address publicly. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of like ethical hypocrisy, especially in Twitter and call out culture and things like that. And I really, you could see that in cases like Antifa, where it, the the idea is that the ends justify the means. We're going to beat yeah. the shit out of people and we're going to essentially act exactly like the people that we're criticizing because we're for some righteous cause. It's this very idealistic approach to things. And that's about as misguided as you can get. You think Hitler was pretty sure that what he's what he was doing was good. He was you, on the right side also, of history according to him. Do you think Hitler before he killed himself was just like Guys, am I evil? <laughs> like, like, it was like, is this fucked up? Should I not have? I'm feeling. I'm starting Did to get second thoughts. Far? He was like, I was about to start a revolution. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, all right, I'm drafting a speech about how I fucked up. Yeah. And then he got shot by uh, CIA. Or it was really passive aggressive, where he's like, he's apologizing, but not really. He was like, I guess I'm sorry for caring too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he goes, uh, Jewish people, I'm sorry you felt that way. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like any of this. It's not. It's not fun. It's like. 
it's to a point where I genuinely really think that like we don't have much time left as like a civil society. Like I think that things could get like 1970s level crime bad. I Dude, think there could point- be riot. Dude, I don't remember. People don't really remember the 70s, but like there was like fucking these uh like the weathermen and these groups were like having bombs go off. Like they fucking there's a bar in downtown Manhattan that's still around today called Francis Tavern. These fucking people put a bomb in there and they At fucking the- blew it up because it was like a symbol of capitalism because it was a bar in the financial district like we're we're getting there i'm telling you it's gonna happen well i think two things. Some civil I think, unrest i think a lot of immature developmentally immature people have access to online shit and their thoughts they don't maybe yet realize how bad it is to because i think a lot of xxx's fans are literally teenagers yeah who aren't maybe aren't mature enough to go you know not okay it is to tweet it or to tell someone yeah. you don't know i'm gonna kill you or just anyone but yeah. um and I, I'm kind of like, I could see myself, if I was 12 and had access to Twitter, yeah. and our Kansas City meteorologist, Brian Busby, told everyone, we're going to have a lot of snow tomorrow, probably no school, and then we had school tomorrow, I could have seen myself tweeting a death threat at him. <laughs> yeah. If I was 12 and had access to, yeah. I'd go, fuck you, Brian Busby, I'm at Nativity Parish School right now, this is your fault. I'm going to kill you. Here's your address. Yeah, I mean, kids have been consistently huge pieces of shit throughout history. It's You can't really <laughs> expect young people to have a degree of, you know, like you said, developmental I don't maturity. Know, I'm having a hard time buying that this whole thing came out of 12-year-olds on Twitter. No, it, it, you no, know, But here's the thing. It's, it's 12-year-olds, but then as people get older in, in the society in which we've you know all grown up, they don't really develop as they get older. They lack critical thinking skills, and they lack the ability to... You know, um, uh, assess the situation based on factual and reasonable merits. I think I, what, what I think it is, is I think we live in a society where you can get famous for anything, and everybody is continuously trying. Uh, because of the Kardashians and the housewives who are famous for being famous, you can literally be famous for anything. So, hey, let's tweet out something because maybe Except I'll have a reality show in three years. For being a comedian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, very good point. But having abilities or talents or anything, that doesn't But get you it there. is mostly, it make no mistake, it is largely a huge portion is dumb young people. I'm not yeah, saying it's like, okay, but I'm saying this is just part of it. I mean, the person who goes, he was starting a musical revolu- revolution. You think a 30 year old was saying that? No, no thirty-year-old thinks an eighteen-year-old. I don't know. I get, I get there, are, there are verified journalists on Twitter who yeah. say the most ridiculous yeah. shit. True, yeah. and it's you, you almost can't blame them because when you're on Twitter, right, and you're scrolling, you have some retard with twenty followers saying some woke shit, and then the next person is like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a, it's just a mix <laughs> yeah. of the dumbest people who absolutely their thoughts should never be heard by anyone. Uh, that's uh, more than 10 feet away from them. And then you have like people who built an entire life and following. Yeah. It's it's just this mix. So you can't really blame people if, for thinking yeah. like that my thoughts are uh, as valuable as somebody. If if I was if I was the owner of Twitter, I would Jackers. I would shut it down. Yeah. I would. I would shut it down. It's, it's wow, a fail. You're, you know what you're like? You're like, to, you're like Morgan Freeman in The Dark Knight. Yeah, it's a failed <laughs> experiment. Yeah. And it does way more harm than it does good. But that's good. the thing. That I know there's the stories about how like someone was kidnapped and they just tweeted it out and the cops found him. And, but there's there's infinitely more terrible things that have come out of Twitter than good things have come out of Twitter. But, but what you're implying is that the value of Twitter is sort of moral or ethical. But it's not. It's money. It's not yeah. a failed experiment. That's why I said it's if, incredibly well, successful. Well, that's why I said if I was the owner of Twitter, I would 
to shut it down. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But maybe you wouldn't because yeah, you have so much money coming in, you yeah, kind of can't but after, shut it down. After you have like... And your board of directors is going to go, no, fucking... Yeah, be like, you're yeah, fired. I'm in charge, bitch. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's uh, it, it seems like just... I don't... I think with clickbait and with fake news and with people literally acting like a lynch mob... Um, I think it's just a super dangerous place to put anything and to be on. I'm, I, I have an account, but I don't even go yeah, on Yeah, I actually anymore. deleted all my I tweets mean, I do, and then oh, changed you? my name. Yeah, I kept my username so that no one else would get it. Yeah. But speaking of which, this kind of like almost ties into the Kenny Warren and Grizzly Pear thing, that there's a Grizz, fake Grizzly Pear account mm-hmm. that tweets a bunch of shit, and everyone thinks it's me. And, <laughs> and it is. this is kind of like the, the, the downside of my... Um, trolling Kenny Warren yeah. that there's this account every, and everybody thinks it's me and the tweets suck. Yeah. They're so stupid and <laughs> they're always really talking funny. to like Legion of Skanks or they're they're just doing dumb shit so they're making me look bad. Yeah, fuck that's that. <laughs> that's funny that <laughs> you're, you're you're getting hoisted by your own petard. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like that. People just assume it's like, like people it. just give ISIS credit, <laughs> right, so, right? Right. Instead of like an awful thing, it's just an unfunny thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I have really opened myself up to being blamed for any like sort of thing that I would do. Yeah. I've started to have any bad joke. I just go, "Hey, my buddy Gene Gammon wrote that." So. <laughs> you, you run the account, don't you? Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. at <laughs> It is crazy that you're upset about like their uh their hackdom of like trolling you know what i mean like their troll hacks like you're well, yeah like, there's I don't an art be. to what i do because <laughs> one, one time somebody somebody posted some really st- i don't forget i forget what it was because i didn't see it somebody told me what it was some really hacky joke yeah and tagged the stand in it they go at the stand yeah and then the stand responded oh hi gene or <laughs> or is this melissa so oh, wow. it's even kind of roping her into it, and yeah, then they deleted it. Yeah. So it's kind of fucked up because I'm, yeah. you know, I'm being defamed here based on. If it were a better joke, I wouldn't have as much of a problem. With no, it. that genuinely sucks. That whoever runs the stands Twitter, which is it's a Booker or someone involved, is like, oh, Gene is annoying us and not funny. Right. That does suck. Yeah, it's true though. He's very annoying and not funny. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I uh, that's that that is shitty. I, I just think it's like I mentioned it on a po- couple podcasts ago. I think anything that is opinion based or anything that is um, where the, the the person who writes it gets paid per click, uh, and there needs to be like a big badge on it so people realize that you know their only right. reason why they're being this crazy in the article is because they they're purposely being that way so you click on it and get mad so they can pay their rent so yeah. we should have to tag every one of those articles this person gets paid per click that's why this article sucks and you shouldn't read it like right. everything should be on there because these things are shaping people's opinions yeah. we've talked about it with louis several times i don't know how many things i've read literally on vulture on av club these r- salon these real they have credibility who would literally just be like oh, a disgraced comedian Lucy K who's accused of sexual assault like he's not that's irresponsible to say that he was never accused of that you can't just do that you can't like if Gene I can't just be like oh disgraced comedian Gene can't be accused of murder when he wasn't you can't do that it's just a, it's so dishonest yeah I, I often wonder are we in a crisis of um, credibility or is it just how it's always been and Twitter is the new version of that like well there yellow is journalism and here's all what we need. back in the 20s Sorry, I, go ahead, Gene. No, I think there's that's the result of the incentives. It really comes down to yeah. economics once again because uh-huh. the incentives are there for people to write something inflammatory and then people just click on it and there's yeah. ads attached to it and they make money. 
And it's kind of a double-edged, not even a double-edged sword, but it's kind of like the candle burning on both ends is the better analogy. Because not only do you have the incentive, but if you don't do yeah. because news media is absolutely just decimated by the internet. There was a, um, yeah, I don't know if like anyone, it's just not feasible, economically feasible to do genuinely great journalism before anymore. But there was a, um, a publication in like the early 1900s during the Teddy Roosevelt era. And it was like the main uh, muck raking publication. Basically these were the journalists exposing how much fucked up shit these abortioning corporations were doing mm -hmm. with like working conditions yeah. and completely unsafe food, you know, sanitation stuff. And these uh, publications were like they would just let a writer focus on one story for 10 months. Yeah. And they would go, that's all, that's it. I'll pay for your shit. Go research it. You get 10 months. Expose them. I don't think that model would remotely exist anymore unless some benevolent billionaire is willing to just go, this is good that this exists, Yeah. so I will fund it. But here's the thing. No billionaire wants to like fund that. that. There's yeah. like three people like that. But are they really? Yeah, we heard the billionaire is like okay with WWE losing money every year. <laughs> and they, didn't you tell me that, Christian? Uh, Vince? Uh, uh, there's, I thought there was like another billionaire who like invested in WCW or some shit. Oh, Ted e Turner. E ESPN. Yeah, because he, he just liked it. He has a billion dollars yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah, I Ted can spend Turner. $40 million to yeah, be entertained by wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And we can't rely on benevolent billionaires to make our society better because guess what percentage of them are benevolent? Batman? That's about <laughs> it. And he's not even real. I mean, there's like yeah. Elon Musk, if anyone. Yeah. I yeah, guess, I, Warren I, I, Buffett, like, I guess there's some people who try, who would, or at least they their PR is that they do good. I mean, who knows if they actually... I think Bill Gates Weinstein. does good. Yeah, Bill Gates seems to be, yeah. And I talked to one, one of my friends, <laughs> <Weinstein>. Tomas. <laughs> oh, I wish I had heard that. I wish I had given that the laugh it deserved and not the laugh it was given, <laughs> like Batman. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I think you mentioned crisis of credibility. Yeah. You know what I think it is? Now, so many people have blue check marks. Here's what we got to do. We got to go, all right, you can all keep your blue check marks, but we're adding a green check mark. You know what I mean? Like, you got to earn another check yeah. mark, and there needs to be some but watchdog. But all, all the check mark is is, like, it just verifies that it's you. That's all the check mark is. It also, it's so dumb. It's just to prevent phony celebrity accounts. You know, what I'm trying to, you know what I'm trying to do to get a blue check mark on Instagram? I'm going to start creating Brett Rabel parody accounts. And uh, so I can be like, Instagram, all these fake Brett Rabels are coming out. Yeah, that's pretty the, smart. The parodies are just going to be like, oh, I'm Brett Rabel, I have a huge dick or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these parody accounts are ruining my but life. But it's like that blue check is such a fucking dumb thing that they have. And it's literally another thing. Like you said, it's... it's the day I got mine, I, I it, got man. mine Twitter from, sucks. from working at a company called Now This, news company. And they got every employee, um, I don't, you know, they probably emailed the company or something, Twitter. And the day I got mine, I felt like, oh, that's cool. I got one. But why? It's such an arbitrary, meaningless, pointless thing. Sort of like having a lot of followers is. Yeah. It's like, this isn't real. If it, a company could crash at any moment, and now what are you? You're a person who had 50,000 followers in this video game, and now if it crashes, 
You have nothing. So Ooh, well, not, like what would crash Twitter? Or? Yeah, hypothetically, it's not a successful business. Yeah, I know but, you mentioned the billionaire. They're not doing yeah, that yeah, well. But they're, they're, well the they're thing actually with followers, like, that's probably one of the most substantial things you can have today because followers means you have people that will that you can you know broadcast. reach out to. Yeah. You can broadcast to them. They're yeah. essentially the same thing as viewers on television. Yeah, when that was the big thing. It's so, theoretical eyeballs. Yeah. yeah, if you send out and and there are pretty well established marketing models. If you have fifty thousand followers or a hundred thousand, I think, I think and you send out a link, right? Yeah, I think there's definitely ways for people who have a lot of followers to make money off of Twitter. But Twitter itself, as a business model, isn't like. If I think I saw, it's like the it's like the tenth largest social media company. Like literally, like fucking. Snapchat destroys it. You know what I mean? And who the fuck uses Snapchat besides twelve-year-olds? Yeah, it's but just not very used. I don't think it's like, and it, and it's, and there's so many problems with um, just, just how incendiary it is. Like no other Instagram and Facebook. Facebook's your family being incendiary. <laughs> it's like you have yeah. to see your racist uncle's shit. Uh, Instagram is like food videos and pictures. Like I kept Instagram because I literally have never seen anything in Instagram that made me upset. Literally, other than a couple stand-up clips, some butt models. Yeah, but just yeah, there's just nothing. It's fine. But Twitter is just fucking angry. You, I if you go on Twitter, I notice this as a comedian. I write. Obviously, we all write. I except when for I me. When, except for Gene, <laughs> when I got off Twitter, my writing changed. Like I don't know how many times I would literally sit down to write, and I would literally be just me complaining about something I saw. You, on you Twitter. just write something on a piece of paper. All of a sudden, somebody calls you a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that. But it, literally, like, and I stopped, and I just got off Twitter, and I realized that I'm not I'm not angry anymore in my writing. It's because Twitter feeds people into this. It's a fucking terrible place to be. It's it's one of the worst places to be. I I really believe it's an awful thing. Yeah, I mean. I got off. The incentives are really bad for everyone on Twitter, but the problem is the reason why it's so it's going to be so pervasive and ubiquitous is because it's really just like you said. Uh, Facebook is for your family. Instagram is for I don't know pictures and people posting shit. Snapchat is for child porn, but <laughs> you know, Twitter is it? been trying to hack their offices for years. T Twitter has become like the international town hall. It's used for yeah. legitimate dissemination of yeah. news I mean, the, the information. President, the president the makes yeah. his statements there. He arguably got elected via Twitter, yeah. so you can't really discount the impact that Twitter has on discourse, on media, and literally on our democracy as a country. Oh, I, I'm not, I won't. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I think it's a separate argument to how effective it is and versus how successful it is as a company. Uh, no, it's super influential. That's, that's why I think it's dangerous. That's what's so interesting about the free speech debate and like what should they censor and what. Because they are a private company and you can always argue they're a private company. They can filter whatever they want. Yeah. But also, this is a private company that is now just inherently a part of public discourse. Like yeah. it's effectively a yeah. public. But you can make like, you can make the argument that it's a utility, right? Because the president yes. is on Twitter. Yeah. As citizens, we should have the right yeah. to receive that information. Yeah, he's so you can't you can't block a channel that has the president on it because we have the right to receive that info. It's kind of like yeah. I don't know. It, the president only speaks on HBO, you know, on Showtime, and you have to subscribe the, to watch the, them. That should be the, on, the on State Skinamax. of the Union is just an HBO special every year, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really artfully shot. Coming to the stage. <laughs> Dude, Trump would love that. I was actually yeah, watching, speaking of like uh, recent events, I don't know if you guys do that, but <clears throat> that whole uh, controversy with uh, Elon, not Elon, what's her name? Um, the, the senator, the AOC? lady. No, the other one with the hijab. 
What the fuck is her name? Um, Shit, I'm she's drawing like a blank. A, she's a new congresswoman. Uh, she's an yeah, and she's a Muslim. Oh, Omani? Yeah, something. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I feel I, like you're about to say something like Arab or something. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck <laughs> no, 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 yeah. It's, she's, yeah, it's her first term, and I don't know her, her Omar name. Omar Hassan. No. It's from a, she's from Minnesota. She's uh Yeah, whatever. I, just I, I, It's at the tip of my tongue. It, I think we've all seen the name, but we haven't, like, talked about her. Khan? I I've seen, I've read stories about her, but I haven't, like, said her name to anyone so right. like, i don't know Elon, well, anyway whatever Elon so, omar yeah Elon omar right okay, i was yeah. i was pretty close so because he said dina hashem before and i got all confused <laughs> <laughs> so Elon omar was making some joke about uh venmo or something and uh, <laughs> uh so one of the trump rallies i was because my dad just watches fox news all day long that's oh. his entire just main lines fox news to his face so he was watching the Trump rally in North Carolina where they started chanting send her back about Elon Omar. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then that became like a whole controversy. But uh, that aside, Trump on stage, dude, he is like a born comic. He he gets yeah. up there and he's just freewheeling. He's like, look, look, we, 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 we won last time. We, nobody think, thought we could do it, but we did it. We did it, North Carolina, and it was because of you. And look, let's be honest, South Carolina helped as well. <laughs> he's just, he's just freewheeling up yeah. there. You know, he's, I, w- I don't know if he's a born comic as much as he is a born dictator. <laughs> like, he yeah. literally is like well, a fucking... But the he should have about a, Trump... He should be wearing fatigues and have a pistol on his head. <laughs> like, but you don't get the sense that he's looking for power the way Kim what? Jong-un... He, I don't yeah. think he's a power-hungry person. He's I a mega... Mania. Yeah, he just likes. He wants attention yes. to himself, like love. He wants credit he, like, for everything. That's why he puts Group his name love. on everything. It's yeah. like it's just he gets off on seeing him out there. And the thing is, like with this uh, this thing where he's like, I'll, I'm gonna get ASAP Rocky out of jail in Sweden. Yeah. To me, I'm like, <laughs> if you just if you're just nice to him, if you just go like, Hey man, you're the shit. He'll give you whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. So like, if Democrats were would stop going like, Oh, he's the worst president. He's a piece of shit. Like you could easily get healthcare from this dude. If you're right. in Trump, you suck the balls a little bit. Dude, that's you're it. all right, dude. That shit you said about build a wall. That's pretty. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's like you really think so? Like yeah, yeah dude. And here's our healthcare bill. He's literally that's really funny point because he's literally he was a Democrat before he ran. Yeah. So the only reason why he's running and giving Republicans what they want and telling them what they want is because they're nice to him. Yeah. And and that's really part of the reason. I mean, there are some reasons why he's dangerous in that. I mean, there are many reasons, but one of them is that you can compromise our country because like Putin be like, look, uh, Trump, ugh, he's not so bad. I kind of like the guy, right? And then uh, and Trump is like, look, Putin, he's a good guy, right? I mean, you can yeah. you can manipulate him. Yes. Yeah. Using his narcissism. Absolutely. For someone not wanting to make it in comedy, you're doing a lot of voices, Gene. <laughs> which, which is why there's a great Peter Griffin you just did. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, what do you do? I was like, that's a hell of a Trump impression for a guy who's not trying to make it. You are, no, you're yeah. right in that, like, I think this is why one of the reasons among many Trump is scares me is like Putin, I genuinely believe can manipulate this guy. Whereas yeah. even if you didn't appreciate or like Obama's politics i don't think he was manipulatable by another politician no. or by in the way that i think i think genuinely think trump can be manipulated way more 
readily and easily than uh, perhaps an Obama could. Yeah. Well, Obama, in this case, it was manipulated by the uh, Islam by the Muslim Brotherhood, but that's a whole different <laughs> thing. You know, we, we each have our faults. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hard. You grow up in Kenya, you know. Yeah. So, Gene, tell me, how frustrated are you that Obama doesn't have a birth certificate? <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I don't need to see it. Huh. All I know is Trump does. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a crazy world. We're, I was talking about it a little bit this morning about like listening to uh, I was listening to a podcast and like the way liberals dance around stuff and how they don't take <laughs> hard stances on anything and they're just like and they're just they're not no one is divert no one is trying to be progressive out of the goodness of their heart they're doing it out of fear of cancellation that is what everybody's doing now so like listening to this podcast these guys are talking about a movie they're talking about Tarantino movies and they're literally like I don't know if it's okay for Tarantino to make this movie because it has the n-word in it and like they they said that Pulp Fiction was a great movie except the Jimmy scene because it's this terrible racist guy who says the n-word i'm like yeah he's racist bro it's a character in a movie okay let's like be so he wrote a character in the movie who's racist he's th that doesn't exist in the world there's not racist people in the world so you're gonna dock that movie you're literally gonna be like that movie was brilliant except for the one time yeah. there was a racist person on screen as if that's a criticism what are you yeah. talking about it's got to be cool though to be uh quentin tarantino where he can just write a guy saying the n-word yeah. 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 himself yeah dude that's it's a character so, the the whole thing about that movie though is like that that scene is so jarring because it's like there, it really doesn't need to be in there. And I'm, I understand what you're saying, but it's so it's so weird because it's so it sticks out so much because the guy in the movie is going, uh, "What do I look like? A uh, fucking dead niggers storing dead niggers ain't my fucking business, yeah. right?" That dude, but his wife is black. And he's friends with Sam Jackson, and Sam Jackson needs a favor from him, but he keep, like he keeps using that. It's just like a weird thing where like you don't really understand the dynamic in the movie of like this character and Jimmy. Apparently, the actor improvised that. Yeah. And <laughs> well, Quentin said we're keeping it. Well, it's worse because Tarantino, Tarantino played the, actor. the part. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, I, yeah. Like he literally wrote like him saying the n-word 15 times we're like <laughs> it, i'm doing this part dude, if it, I is, the director, it is objectively <laughs> hilarious because he's a hero he's taking he's like no nah, i'll be the one that says yeah. it guys but don't worry I, you know I what actually i'm going to film school <laughs> <laughs> but there, he's like i finally found a way to say it <laughs> you know what i will say there is part of me that respects a director going you know what this is the and i guess different time yeah. obviously but a director going you know what this is the most Worse, I'll fucking say it. Yeah. I'm not gonna hide behind an actor saying yeah. it. I'll yeah. say it. But Fair I also enough. like a, th this is a movie filled with gangsters, murderers, criminals, child, yeah. child like people who rapists, and then the guy who says the n words the problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you a, fucking kidding it's me? It's kind of like like this guy is the family man who just got asked to destroy so, a dead body, and he maybe used some words you're not supposed to say. But he's the bad guy in the movie when every other character is a piece of shit, yeah. a piece of garbage. There's literally a guy who sodomizes men. And, uh, there's literally <laughs> murderers. There's there's fucking drug addicts. There's like the worst human being scum. But then this one guy says the N word and he's the problematic scene in the movie. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, man? I, just, I just picture but, like, uh, like con air, right? Where you have all these, like you said, murderers, yeah. uh, rapists, uh, bank robbers, everybody, and then they wheel the guy in the Anthony Hopkins character <laughs> yeah, with yeah. the fucking mask on. He's like, man, what did he do? Like, he said the N-word. <laughs> That's the guy who said he's got the mask. <laughs> That's why they covered his face. So he yeah. won't say it on the plane. <laughs> and then finally, the, the plane crashes. She gets up. Nah! <laughs> <laughs> she just starts screaming it. That would have been a bit. But go back to the point about... So, like, the, the way that these guys danced around it, because they didn't believe that... 
they felt that it, they had to say that so they wouldn't get canceled on Twitter. You could tell by their tone. They did it when they were talking about Inglorious Bast- Bastards about how Tarantino's not Jewish and he made this movie. Uh, and apparently, there's all these people who are offended by that movie now that I didn't even yeah. know existed because I thought that movie was just great. And Django, is he allowed to make Django? And they had to just subtly float these ideas. And they're just cowards because they don't believe it either but way. They're not taking a stance one way or the other. Like, if you're offended by it, take a stance. It's America. Do whatever you want. Or if you're not offended by it, take a stance. But they just had to float it out there just to make sure to, to not get criticized. It's what we talked about. Sorry, go ahead. But it's just like the reason why people like Trump are so powerful is because they're the ones who aren't afraid to say shit. All these other people are just, they're fucking neutered. They're but it's neutered. So, I had an idea for a bit long ago where, like, I honestly think the only people that should be politically correct are politicians it's their job well, that's They're why it was politics. originally called politically correct is because yeah. politicians would do it it's good to be politically correct right that's well because job. as a politician you want to be inclusive so more people will vote for you yeah, yeah. that's the origin of political correctness but right. if that's no longer the game so trump comes in and he's like well i'm not going to get everybody is no longer yeah. the culture. That's why our, you know, incredibly fragmented and tribalist culture no longer suits political correctness. It suits identity politics. So Trump comes out. He's like, okay, well, who who can I get? Look, who can I get? <laughs> Look, the Mexicans are rapists. So you with me? You with me? <laughs> yeah, by so, the way, he said that when he announced his candidacy, yeah. <laughs> which is amazing. He, he yeah. said he was going to be president. <laughs> Three sentences before I mean, he look, said they're all rapists. I've said it a million times. There are many things wrong with a person like that in the seat of the uh, leader of the most powerful country in the world, arguably speaking, because, of course, there's China and Russia. I mean, we're, we're definitely losing our place in that position. But nevertheless, there's a lot wrong with it. But there's a lot hilarious with it. It's uh, I, I actually – I mean, could you say without uh, without doubt – that we would have been in a better place had Hillary won? I can't, honestly. I mean, it, g- given the options, even even for all his faults, I find so much to be gained with Trump in office right now that it's I, I, I couldn't, I would never take back my choice to vote for him. <laughs> uh, that's a good way to end what, that. <laughs> I meant in twenty twenty. What are uh, what are what are some things that you what are the potential that you see? Well, I don't think there's a lot of potential. It's just <laughs> it's funny and <laughs> okay. I, I, I love that Gene yeah. is such a troll. He'd be willing to hemorrhage the country's well being because he's yeah. like, ah, that's kind of funny. Well, that's like half the country right now. <laughs> that's true. I'll be honest. Before he got elected, I was like, I mean, I'm voting for Hillary, but. I, I re- want to see what this alternate timeline would thing, look like. I do regret voting for Hillary. Uh, I really, I should have just voted third party because I, I just like, I didn't like her at all. I just voted for her because I just didn't want Trump to win. I mean, that's why he won is because she was such an awful candidate and she was sh- such a terrible pick for, you know, uh, for the uh, Democratic primary. Like, so you want to pick somebody who energizes the base, and Bernie was like really energizing the base, but the delegates. Like the delegates have a responsibility. Uh, you, the voters vote in the primaries. The delegates pick. You know, uh, they're supposed to pick according to the votes, but they can also just go. If it's close, we're going to give it to this person because they think this person has the best chance to win. So a lot of these states were neck and neck between Bernie and Hillary, and a lot of the delegates just gave it to Hillary because they thought that she had the best chance to win, which but was she, based off of nothing. Yeah, but she also undermined the uh, DNC. Yeah, I mean, she undermined too. Bernie and the DNC. Well, whatever the case mm-hmm. was, there was conspiracy there, and yeah. I think Bernie probably. I think he had a 
pretty good chance to beat Trump considering how close the election ended up you being know, anyway. Whatever people say about like policy and all that, uh, I've the studies I've read show that, and I know the studies I've read, famous like shitty words, but um, that the main barometer of, of who will win an election is just likability. Yeah, and Trump's it's basically a pop popularity did, contest. Yeah, did you know Bernie Sanders' likability was like positive sixteen, and Trump's was negative thirty two, <laughs> and Hillary's was negative thirty. Uh, wow. Uh, so that kind of that's actually if you think about those the way those numbers break down, Hillary so won are. the Let popular me, vote. Right? Hillary's was thirty three out of thirty three percent like her. Trump was like 31 or 30 percent, and Bernie was 66 percent. Like, yeah, that's what I should say. Yeah. I was doing like positive on 50, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I did bad math, but no, that's that's what that is. But if you think about that way, that breaks down on how Hillary and Trump were that close together. You said 30 and 32 or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so that's kind of how the election came out. Hillary came out slightly on top with the popular vote. He got the the, the right states, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's interesting. That's and there, that's kind of like a that's such a huge predictor of what happens. You know, I've made this point before, not even on the podcast, but name no election in my lifetime has the less charismatic candidate won, just straight up. Yeah, and Bernie could have has his own form of charisma. While he's not as charismatic as Trump, it's a form of charisma that is way more rivaling than Hillary's, which is she's the anti-charisma and the anti-Christ. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. But, uh, um, hilarious. But, um, uh, yeah, so it's just think about it. I was born in 1991. Um, it, uh, Clinton versus... Fuck. Now I'm like not even going to be able to... Dole? Uh, there was Bob Dole? Clinton was he more beat, charismatic. He beat George... Senior, he beat George Senior, and then he beat Bob Dole. Yeah, and then it Bush beat Gore. Gore and then Kerry. Bush beat Kerry. Bush is more charismatic both of them. And then Obama beat McCain. Obama's more charismatic than McCain. And then Obama beat Romney. Romney. Not even a question. And then Reagan, obviously. But you know the the one I can think of that I think that the only one that might go against what you're saying, and it's funny because I think it no, I think it was McGovern versus Nixon, but Nixon was cheating. He was spying on the other campaign, so he had all the inside information. He knew how to tank their campaigns. But I think G- G- McGovern might have been more charismatic than Nixon. Nixon wasn't very... Um, charismatic but he literally was cheating so that's the only time they always say (laughs) the funny thing about nixon was they always say apparently nixon won the debates against kennedy on the radio yeah but televised but televised television viewers were like no kennedy destroyed him he was was gross looking and sweating yeah and he was also shorter yeah like uh yeah so like they that's why if you watch a debate now they they have like little platforms to where everybody looks the same height oh is that true yeah because in that debate kennedy towered over this little shithead nixon who (laughs) was sweating profusely and then you see tall confident (laughs) kennedy and everybody's like i want to blow that guy (laughs) i am shocked that trump has not mentioned someone's on a box (laughs) why wouldn't he do that Look, let me tell you something. You guys can't see it, but Hillary's on the box. Okay? <laughs> and I'm not talking about what's in her pants. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, she's on a soapbox, and it's a <laughs> shitty soap. I mean, I've said it before, but it's like, I can't imagine he's, like, if Pete Buttigieg wins the fucking... Hey, primary. how funny is how he's gay, and his name is, starts with butt? And that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> how's Trump not going to say that? Like, he's just going to be like... 
<laughs> I feel like, like Democrats invented him <laughs> yeah. to be like, let's see. You they just can. push him out there. His, his name's Clark Anderson. They're like, nah, not anymore. It's not. <laughs> you see Trump sweating. He, just, he knows he yeah. doesn't want to say that. Like, he knows that's not the... That's kind of a hacky joke. Yeah. Yeah. I really like him, but um, I, I really like him, but I, I don't know if he can beat Trump. But actually, you're, I think you have a good point about charisma. And then when you look to 2020, there's nobody who's even comes even close in charisma to Trump. That's not necessarily true. Uh, Are you running? Kamala. Kamala, has, she's charismatic. Kamala and, and Biden. Biden's charismatic. No, Biden, no, Biden's a fucking mop. No, fuck no. Biden. No, fuck he, people, any, you don't realize how much people like Biden, though. I agree, fuck Biden, but Biden is literally like yeah, but this like, folksy, dude, like, they basically friend-zoned well, him. No do, you, do you realize that part of the reason why Obama won is because a lot of the reason why Obama won against McCain is because Biden. Biden is basically like McCain light. He's like the one Democrat that Republicans kind of like, and he's very charismatic to those people. Love him or hate him, I'm just it's, it's just true. We can't. Uh, I shouldn't say we, but we c- can't fight a change candidate with the return to absolute normalcy. We it is too far gone. Yeah. Biden needs to go. So needs to yeah. crazy. And also, Trump was such a response. <laughs> it's fucking annoying. Trump, He's in the race. Yeah, Trump was so um, so responsible. Uh, sorry. Trump being elected was partly because of people not liking Obama. Yeah, in the South, and Joe Biden is represents that. yeah represents that. Yeah, so it's going to be really hard for Joe Biden, I think. Even though right now in polling, even though Hillary was always dominating the polls against Trump too, I don't know. I like Buttigieg, I like Kamala, but I don't know if I think they're they're going to go the safe choice and then lose again. Probably. So yeah. who's the safe choice? I, honestly, Biden. I would, I'd say, fuck it. I'll vote for a 37-year-old mayor. He is, he's mentioned yeah, he has more like executive experience than Trump did when Trump entered office. Military That's experience. A good point. He still has more executive in it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be just a, uh, like, be a uh, platform for a guy, but I've uh, listened to him talk, and it's the first time I've ever watched a candidate in my lifetime and gone, oh, I think he's not full of shit. I've thought that about every candidate I've ever watched in my adult life. To, I mean, to, to me, you know how I know that? Can I tell you the uh, moment in the debate, the past debate? Uh, they asked him about apparently in South Bend, Indiana, a police officer killed an I believe unarmed black man, and his body cam against protocol was off for it. Yeah. So understandably, a lot of the citizens, and in particular African American citizens, were incensed. Yeah. What the what the hell? And he was basically asked at the debate why in a community that's 26% African-American, why 4% of the police force is black. And uh, they go, why is that? And he goes, because I couldn't get it done. He just said I fucked up. And it was the first time I ever saw a candidate go, yeah, I couldn't do it. I tried really hard. It's really fucking important. It's difficult, and I want to do better. I don't know. It just took me out of the rigmarole and status quo of debates where politicians are only ever defensive and only ever deflecting to where I was like, you know what? I like a guy that goes, ah, I couldn't do it, and I want to do it. Yeah, listen to him on The Breakfast Club. They interviewed him, and they talked a lot about race and stuff, and he, he, he was didn't, really... Uh, he didn't get in the black voice. Fucking <laughs> 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 everybody yeah, else Yeah, well, Hillary had hot his, sauce in her up, bag. y'all? <laughs> <laughs> Buttigieg drops his satchel, and, like, <laughs> mixtapes fall out. <laughs> oh, 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 where'd those come from? Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, shit, Tupac. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Is that mine or yours? Ah, we listen oh, to the same music, so I don't know. Weird. I know a lot about Tupac. Anyway. Uh, Tupac questions? <laughs> you know what I w- I've noticed? No one know, no rap fan knows more about hip hop than a white guy. <laughs> like, if you ever, because white guys feel the need to over know yeah. their shit to be like, no, I, it's true. I know a lot. Yeah. So they know so much about hip hop. Yeah. And it always makes me laugh. 
Like they know all the Melly Mel shit, and they're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. nobody listens to that, dude. <laughs> they know the the random ones, not just like Biggie or Tupac or whoever. Yeah, yeah. I like Buttigieg though. I I worry that he's not gonna be able to beat Trump only because he's gay. And I still think that matters to a lot of people in the country. I mean, I, I said the same thing about Obama, though, and I was pleasantly yeah. surprised I, and happily I, wrong. I thought you were going to say only because he's gay. Like, you were just yeah. trying to, like, <laughs> 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 I was like, come on, Win. <laughs> that's be, why I'm not voting for him. That's what I was trying to know. It'd yeah. be funny uh, if Buttigieg won and did what people thought Obama was going to do. Like, <laughs> his inauguration <laughs> puts a big rainbow flag <laughs> up in, in the White House and, like, makes everything gay. <laughs> It's just like dudes and speedos like are his like first thing he gets in the old we are going to redecorate. (laughs) (laughs) He basically he does all of his press conferences are like watch what happens live. (laughs) There's a gay bartender. We're gonna speedo making martinis. (laughs) But it's not a bad point that you know to the yes it's awesome that he's is it it has a lot of value that he's a candidate who is gay and that would be great in many ways to have a gay president. But, but why? I, because it would make more people feel like it's possible they can do it. But anyway, so um, that's a pretty <laughs> good... Maybe Brush should run for president. Holy shit. He, he was like, wow, you were on that. You had a good answer, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's true. But uh, but I do think Son, there is something to be said. If you suck that dick, <laughs> even you could be president. <laughs> really? Even me, Paul? <laughs> but I wish you would. <laughs> no, but I you think... You can be president... Well, you can't live in this house. Get your ass out of my house, boy. <laughs> Get your gay ass out on that you better, street. You're going to need that job so they give you the house to live in. Because you're not living here no more. Yeah. Shit. But, um... <laughs> No, I think you're like there's something to be said about. I don't know if this is an offensive point, but Buttigieg is a gay man. Yes, but he is. If you just heard him talk, you wouldn't go gay. So I think there is something like for our country. So you're saying he's a top. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying there's something for our country where like it would be eventually we're more progressed where we can have a very flamboyant gay man be yeah. president too. But you first need the very kind of straight laced like very buttoned up version yeah. till you can get to we're gonna read <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like obama was yeah. the first black president you just picture the, the flamboyant gay president in the uh um um what is that uh what's that clock did the doomsday clock yeah right yeah. uh 30 seconds to whatever the Midnight, thing is yeah button <laughs> create that's how the world ends do it <laughs> and it's good like you know how like when they did, oh, uh, raided uh, the place that they thought uh osama was and like trump or uh, obama was watching it as it happened and he was like giving orders to the navy seals if you're up there in their headset was just do it <laughs> kill him get him yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole <laughs> Get that son of a... He said 9-11. <laughs> I want his fucking head. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> and then he see, you know, he's seeing what the naval, Navy SEALs are seeing. So he's like, okay, get in and kill him. Oh, my God. Look at those drapes. <laughs> Ew. Oh, that's his worst crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but funny. instead of sending in the Navy, uh, SEAL Team 6, he sends in the Queer Eye guys. 
<laughs> Tan, you're Muslim. Go talk to him. He's like, we're gonna give it. We're gonna trim his beard. <laughs> Queer eye for the dictator guy. <laughs> Oh, man, I don't know if we could top that. That yeah. was a good way, I think, to end it. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Buttigieg 2020, baby. I just want to go on the record and say oh dear, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks.